You're listening to the Fifth Down UK podcast. Jax fans, what do you make of that game? Uh, pretty poor all round, to be honest. Um, not much going right, to be honest. Defense did a decent job in the first half, I thought, but, you know, couldn't contain Watson. And it looked like a game that was primed for Gardner Minshew to step up, but come yeah. that fourth quarter, he made some crucial errors, didn't he? Yeah, two picks late on, really killed it, didn't it? Uh, yeah. I like Gardner. I, you know, he's done a good job all year, but bad game today. What about you? What do you make of that game? It was annoying because there was potential, but we didn't, we didn't take it. We didn't stop Watson when we needed to. It was, yeah, just annoying, really. Uh, not a very good performance. The Houston defence just uh, stifled and stopped us from doing anything. And then obviously they scored their points when they uh, got their opportunities and we didn't ours. So disappointing, but uh, we'll be back next year because I think that might well be our season over after that. But Houston, the Texans were very impressive, very impressive indeed. Minshew made some rookie mistakes, especially in the fourth quarter there. Do you trust him for this season or do you think bring Nick Foles back as quickly as possible? I think uh, bring Nick Foles back as quickly as possible. I think Minshew was in a hole by then and he did make, as you say, those type of mistakes. Some of the balls he threw he shouldn't have thrown, but so often his targets were covered. I think it was more a case of Houston's performance, particularly in the secondary, was superb today, I have to admit that. Uh, and I'm very impressed by them. First time I've seen the Texans and I'm very impressed with them. If they can put up a performance like that without JJ Watt, wow. They could do well this season, but for the Jags, back to the drawing board, maybe next year. Texans fans, you must be delighted. Yes, absolutely, we won. And did you travel for this game? Yes. All the way from Houston. We got here yesterday. Yesterday. It's my birthday trip. Oh, a happy oh, birthday. Yeah, birthday. Hey, there you go. Deshaun brought it for you. He brought it. He brought it. Worth the trip, yeah? Yeah, worth the Well worth the trip. Had a great time out here. How far can this team go? Hopefully all the way to the Super Bowl. What did you make of the whole London experience? How's it been for you? I love London, man. It's a nice city. Yeah. Love London, yeah. And what about the NFL experience? Birthday girl, NFL experience Love in London. Loved every bit of it. Loved, I want to come next year. Yeah. Too bad my team won't be here, but I want to come next year. You never know. They could bring a home game and you can oh come with God. them. Oh, my God. I enjoyed this. Right. Enjoyed my company. I love my people that came to celebrate my birthday with me. Can't ask for more. AFC, so is it between you guys and the Patriots now? We got them. We got the Patriots. Somebody has to do it in Texas, right? We got it. We've taken it home. I came all the way from Florida for this, so, uh, you know, a win. Like it's the best place to watch your team lose, but we won 26-3. What do you make of London and how does it compare to Texans football? It's different, man. You know, all the different jerseys. We got Redskins. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's I guess it would be like uh, US, like NFL fans just kind of picking a, a a Europe soccer team and just running with it. That's that's how I feel. And it's vital for you guys because you've done this trip and you've taken on a division foe right. in their home game right. and you picked up the victory. Yeah, we're 2-0 against the Jags. That's huge. We had that loss to the Colts, but 6-3 and three with two wins against a divisional opponent. You can't beat that. Welcome to the 5th Down, your UK pigskin podcast. This is the 5th Down UK podcast for the last time reporting from an NFL game in London in 2019. 
You can hear the lawnmowers in the background. You're going to hear a lot of clattering because they're putting all the NFL stuff away. Behind me is the Jacksonville Jaguars tunnel. They lost 26-3. That's right, 26-3. This was their home game against division rivals, the Houston Texans. Both teams head off into their bye. The Jags with a lot of work to do if they want to make the postseason. The Texans very, very happy. You heard at the top there some very delighted Texans fans. Let's head now into a very happy Texans locker room. This is their first ever visit to London. And boy, were they happy. First of all, let's hear from the man who scored a touchdown here. Duke Johnson had a great game. I congratulated him on that when I met him in the locker room. Dude, congratulations on a great performance. Was that game script all written for you? Because you had a great game today. Oh, no, it's uh, about making plays when you had opportunity. Uh, every every play wasn't perfect, it wasn't designed perfectly, uh, but we kept planning to make plays. And for the team overall, it just, everything seemed to click. Defense went clutch, special teams, and of course, on offense. It was just a, a great team performance all around. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, just everybody doing their job. Uh, no one trying to be a hero, everyone doing their job. I let the rest take care of itself. And how's the London experience been for you? This is the second time you've been over. How, how does it differ? Not really. Uh, I don't do much anyway, so I just enjoy the hotel. Against the Jags, you know, you're now 2 nothing up in the division. And you head into the bye quite nicely. It's going to be grind all the way to the end of December. But it puts you in a good advantage going into the final phase of the season. Yeah, we're in a good position. Uh, this is coming to the game, this is what we wanted to be. Uh, now we're here, we're going to the bye week, uh, coming back, re reset, uh, and finish strong. What's it like having a quarterback like that under center, Deshaun Watson? What a guy. It's amazing. It's definitely amazing. Duke Johnson with a fantastic performance in this game. Great for my fantasy team, I'll have you know as well. Hey, if you want your fantasy football advice, then check out my American sports show on Love Sport every weekend morning, 7 a.m. We've got Andrew Jordan from Pro Football Network giving us our fantasy football advice. He would have told you to play Duke Johnson this week. That is what I did. And he got me almost 20 points from the backfield for my fantasy team. Let's hear from the guy who scored the very first touchdown of this game. That is our tight end, Darren Fells. Congratulations on the touchdown at Wembley Stadium. Well, thank you. It was pretty awesome to be able to have an international touchdown on your resume. <laughs> yeah, first time the Texans have played here. And boy, you brought it. Yeah, I mean, it's conference game, so it's one of those things we have to bring our A game every single time. Um, offensively, defensively, we played well together, complimenting football, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, divisional wins are huge. It puts you guys 2-0 over the Jags in the division this year, which is a very tight division as well. So it comes at a, a great performance at a really good time heading into the bye. Yeah, I mean, it's, we have a great uh, conference. Every team, very talented, so we've got to bring it every single time. and. Is that going into the bye, it puts us in a pretty nice spot, and we just hope to continue being consistent. How's the London experience been for you? Uh, it's been pretty awesome. I mean, I haven't been able to go out and experience as much. Um, it's a business trip for us, so just went hotel and came back here, and that's pretty much how, how it went. Yeah, like you say, business is business, and you got the win. It keeps you well in the mix for a playoff, and even perhaps a bye in January. How much attention do you pay to other teams up there, in particular, you know, the New England Patriots, who at the time of us speaking at the end of this game are unbeaten. So do you read much into that or do you just focus on what you've got to do? Yeah, we focus on ourselves day in, day out. Um, we don't really try to look at other teams' records. Uh, we just try to 
fix our own mistakes, like penalties here and there, and just go from there and then try to win whatever game is in front of us. What did you make of the crowd here at Wembley Stadium? Because it, it, it's the Jags home from home, but you know there were quite a few Texans fans out here out there. Yeah. Well, no, that, that was pretty awesome, being able to see a lot of Texans fans out here. Um, great atmosphere. Uh, my, my favorite part definitely was the uh, national anthem, uh, seeing everybody get into that. That's something you don't see every day, and it was pretty awesome. And what about you now for the bye? What do you do during your bye week? What have you got planned? Um, my daughter's birthday is coming up on the 12th. Fantastic. Yeah, so we have a birthday party for her and just recover and get ready for the next week after that. So it's just having fun with the family. Let's grind all the way through to the end of December. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, well, good luck for the season ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Texans tight end Darren Fells, who scored the opening touchdown in this 26-3 win at Wembley Stadium for the Houston Texans. You can hear blowers in the field behind me. There's a lawnmower. Well, I can count one, two, three, four lawnmowers going up and down the field in front of me. There'll be an England game here at Wembley Stadium before we know it. This is it for the NFL games in London for 2019. But don't worry, we've got more Houston Texans players coming your way. And let's hear now from a guy who got a crucial pick in the fourth quarter. That is the safety for the Texans, Justin Reed. Justin, congratulations on your pick at Wembley. Yeah, man, it was, it was awesome, man. It was incredible to finally get that one. I've been waiting on it. So it came at just the right time. As somebody who is a fan and played soccer football, for you to get a pick at Wembley is almost as good as scoring a goal, I guess. Yeah, it feels about the same, to be honest with you. Especially the position I play, you know, like I said, I dreamed of playing here. It felt incredible when I saw it, when I saw the opportunity. I want to score so bad. I want to score three yards away, man. I wish I could have those three yards. Now we're all rooting for you as well at that point. Yeah, yeah I know. Harry Kane. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I saw, the, I saw the window. I tried to take it. Back to this game and defense, you guys were just clutched throughout. Yeah, the defense did a hell of a job stepping up. Um, just playing real sound, fundamental football, um, really limiting their offense, what they're able to do, calling out their plays. Everybody was locked in. It was a hell of an effort, hell of a team win. And it makes you 2-0 against the Jags in the division, in a strong division. So that guys gives, gives you guys a really good advantage yeah. going into the bye. Yeah, it gives us a little bit of buffer. It has us feeling real good being at 63 going into the bye week. Um, we'll have two opportunities to play the Titans, another opportunity to play Indy. Um, it's important to win the divisional games. Um, credit to the guys really coming here and handle business, not letting it destroy. Distractions, you know, London is such a phenomenal city and it's so fun, but it's a different environment. It's the first time our franchise has ever been here and guys are really locked in, really focused, and that's credit to this team. Justin Reed, one of the star performers on that clutch Houston Texans defense, stopped the Jacksonville Jaguars to just three points in their 26-3 win here at Wembley Stadium. I got to keep moving out of the way because the signs that you see along the side of the pitch with, uh, that are all lit up with adverts and everything are being dismantled before my very eyes. I've just got to get out of the way so I don't block this person. Now, the next person we're going to hear from, from the Texans team, is one of their special teamers. He is Cullen Gillespie. And why am I speaking to a special teamer? Everybody was clutch for the Texans today. That is why they won 26-3 in front of this huge Wembley crowd. That is why they're 2-0 over their division foes, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't know about you, but whenever I see the kickoff and it goes for a touchback, the players just keep on running into the end zone, they wave to the fans, and off they go. And that is the killer question that I put to Cullen Gillespie in the locker room. Cullen, you sat here. I've got, I've got to ask you a question, right? So we, we were sat in the stands and we're watching, I mean, great performance in special teams by, by you guys, great performance throughout. But special teams, when you guys kick the ball and it goes for a touchback, you carry on running. To the end zone. Yeah. Why is that? That's just a question that's baffled me. 
Uh, you know, we finish every play. You know, you play every way, every play till the uh, end of the whistle, and so we kind of have a little competition. Um, we're watching film, touchbacks, so you can get down there first. Um, you know, it's it's uh, when you're a special teams when you're a special teams guy like that's what I do. You gotta have fun. So so we make a game out of it, play hard, play fast, and uh, play through the inline. Yeah, I love it because you just carry on running into the end zone and then you're clapping and you're cheering the fans on. But yep. you know, I'll be looking at it thinking, oh, I could save my energy and I'll just go off to the sideline. But you guys are all in. Oh, no, we're all in. We're all in. When you go out there, you're not really thinking about saving energy. I'm going out there and playing as hard as I can, as fast as I can every play. Yeah, well, great performance today all around by the team. So congratulations on the win. How have you found the whole London experience? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, yep. The people are great. The stadium was incredible. Um, it was really cool. It was my first time to Europe, so it was, a, it was an awesome experience. You guys head off on the bye now. What do you do on the bye? What plans have you got? Um, gonna see my family a little bit, and then uh, you know, gonna go um, hang out with some buddies. So there you go. That's why these special team players carry on running into the end zone. I don't know about you, but if that ball's gone for a touchback and I'm at the halfway line, I ain't gonna carry on running. I'm just gonna turn off to the side and sit myself back down. Maybe have a cup of Gatorade. But hey. That's why I'm not a professional footballer. Welcome to the Fifth Down, your UK pigskin podcast. This is final Fifth Down UK podcast from NFL London Games for 2019. We can look forward and we can start guessing who's going to be coming here next year in 2020. Well, we know that the Jags are going to be here, but who are they going to play? Are we finally going to see the Green Bay Packers? Who do you want to see in London next year? We're going to have four games. We're going to have potentially eight teams coming. Which team would you like to see? Let's hear what some of these fans had to say. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'd like to see the Cowboys. But actually, the Packers have never been here. So I'd really like to see the Packers here. I think that would be a great thing for the NFL to do, just because there's a great support here for the Packers. And I think that would be a really great sign that there's, there's, there's a big future. I know that there is a massive support for the Bears and Raiders at, at Tottenham, because I, th I genuinely think that you know, you've got the fans uh, you've got the home, you, you know. You've got the home fans. You've got that uh, uh, that established fan base. But I think uh, I think the Packers have got a massive fan base here, and that would be amazing to see the Packers. And I'm a Cowboys fan, but I would definitely like to see the Packers here. Obviously, Cowboys. Um, I agree. Also, Packers would be one that because they've not been here yet. Um, I love watching the Jacks. I, I go to the, they do this open training on a Friday before the game. I love that. I've been for the last four years. It's really good. You can. You know, you can watch the play. It's walkthrough training. It's not intense, but it's if you like NFL, it's a good, a good thing to do. Um, obviously, the Jags owner uh, is also Fulham's owner, which is my football team. So, you know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, but you always want the big teams over here, the Patriots. And but for me, the Packers is the main one if it's not the Cowboys. Oh, I like to see uh, Kansas City, maybe. Kansas City, yeah, would be a good team to see here. I guess the Patriots. Vikings, obviously. I've got a friend here who's a Packers fan. The only team who hasn't been, so Packers-Vikings would be good. Um, anyone's particular? Some of the more exciting offensive teams, the Chiefs, Saints, Rams, any of those sorts of teams are good. Anyone other than the Jags and the Patriots, basically. <laughs> Texans, obviously. <laughs> now I've got friends and relatives over in Houston, so obviously that's the one I'm going to go for. I just like getting out from the house, to be honest. But uh, I think it's just nice when you see different teams come in and you see like not always the most popular teams or uh, a good mix of the players, but it's, uh, it's quite early in the season, that's the other thing. So... You never know who's doing well because it plays so early, whereas if you had games slightly later in the season, 
you might there might be a bit more of a competitive edge of who's playing. That'd be quite good to see. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> End. Well, I, 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 anyone, this is like first first time watching uh, American football, so really enjoying the experience. So just trying to learn the whole trying to learn the whole game, really. Uh, maybe the Steelers or the Packers. Yeah, Green Bay Packers for sure. They haven't played there for never. They never played in England. So yeah, Green Bay Packers. I definitely want to see them. Well, my team is the Miami Dolphins. I know we can't really talk about their season this year, but I would love to see them play here. And I hope for the Vikings. And, and they're doing very well this year. So maybe next year we got to see them here. So we'll see. So hands down, the Green Bay Packers, they're the only team not to come to London to play in any of the International Series games. Surely they've got to come next year. Alistair Kirkwood, are you listening? No, I don't want you listening out for those lawnmowers. Hopefully we can get the Green Bay Packers over here. Now we had two games at Wembley, two games at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We're guaranteed at least that amount of games at both stadia next year. Now that we've had the games at Tottenham as well as this fine Wembley venue, which you can hear the noise in the background. I'm stood on the field at Wembley Stadium as they're dismantling it. I've been outside the ground and I've asked fans which stadium they preferred as a venue. Was it here, Wembley Stadium, in front of 85,000 fans, or the 60,000-seater specifically designed NFL stadium that is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? So I think for aesthetics, uh, Tottenham's ground was a lot better. Um, it's clearly been designed for NFL. Um, clearly been, uh, you know, the whole experience that they thought about the, the uh, British American football fan. Um, however, the facilities, on the other hand, maybe year one, I'm hoping this will change. Uh, it's very lot difficult, more difficult to get a, a drink or food, whereas Wembley seems to have nailed that bit down. So it's very different in regards to at Tottenham. It, it feels busy, it feels tight, um, and I'm sure they will change it. Um, but Wembley, I think the fan experience when you're in the ground is better. But I think for Tottenham, and also Wembley, sorry, can I just clarify, you've got the tailgate, you can do things like that. In Tottenham, in and around Tottenham is maybe not the nicest place to go. Uh, you can't do the tailgate. When the game finishes, it was very difficult to go to pubs and bars, etc. Whereas at Wembley, okay, not notoriously the nicest place in the world, but you can still, they're ready for us. They know that we're coming in. Tottenham uh, High Street did not know what was coming for them. Um, but as a ground, as a stadium, Tottenham's ground was unbelievable for NFL. But the exper fan experience, I would say, better at Wembley. Wembley, by far, is better. The inside the ground, Tottenham, is better. Like when you've got queues and stuff, the queues are far better. There's a better system for that. But ground-wise, for things around the ground, Wembley. Wembley. It's more... Yeah, more around it. There's more to do outside, you know what I mean? So, Tottenham was better, better view of the pitch, I think. The way the, the stands are angled, but Wembley's better as a whole experience, I think. Tottenham. Tottenham was just, it was amazing. They've done a really good job of making it NFL appropriate, I would guess. So. Wembley. I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> So a mixed bag, maybe more fans favoring Wembley, which is where I'm stood right now, next to the field. The work continues on getting things taken down and getting this back to a football venue, not an American football venue. 
but we're going to have at least two games here and two games at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium right through to 2022. So we've got a few more years of American football here at Wembley Stadium. It is a great venue, but that's Tottenham venue. There's something special and unique about that, but it is specifically designed for the NFL. Now, before we sign off for the NFL International Series London Games for this year, let's hear now from an NFL UK ambassador. It is the BBC pundit and presenter, Jason Bell. Jason, I've got to ask you what the secret is because you know I'm, I'm at all these NFL press events and I speak to all the players, I go to the news conferences, I see you at all these and you're just full of energy, man. I'm like, what's, what's the secret? I've got two young kids, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the energy's down, but. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a five-year-old, almost six, so I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe she's taking a lot from me, but I think what it is is this is just who I am. I've always been this person, um, you know, this is the way I played the game. I played with a lot of energy. I pursue whatever passion I have with a lot of energy. It's the one thing I have and it's real. So I might as well be myself. <laughs> Absolutely, and that, that's why we love it. And that's why you're such a success on the BBC. And we thank you for that. And you know, I was talking to, to OC about the growth of the NFL over here. Let's rewind 12 years. We've got the first regular season game that was over here in 2007. He played in that game. And here we are this year. We've got four games. We've got a brand new stadium. The NFL's invested. I mean, first of all, that stadium. Oh, my goodness. Man, that stadium was electric. I mean, I had the, uh, the great opportunity to be the sideline host yeah. with Sam Quack, and yeah. then OC was down there with us the whole time. So we were able to absorb it like a player on the field, yeah. which is much different than if I was in the booth broadcasting the game. So I got to feel the intensity of the fans and feel what the players were feeling. And that's what was so special. I know those guys on the field were looking up thinking, wow, this yeah. is amazing. This is magnificent. Not only the facilities but how the crowd reacted and then and and just the intensity of their behavior remember in the states if you're at a home game or away game for a team the crowd gets quiet when their offense is on the field and then gets loud when their defense is on so you have that but here you just have noise and i think that is so cool that is so unique to the uk and we have something special it's incredible isn't it? i was saying to oc about this that you know, the first game, the atmosphere is electric, but they're two-storied franchises, two well-supported franchises over here because of how popular they were and how successful they were at the time when the NFL was growing over here in the 80s. So you had a fair number of Bears. It's more a Bears home game than it was a Raiders home game. And I was interested to see whether that energy and electricity would be there in the second game, and it was. And like I said, in all due respect to the Panthers and the Bucks. They're relatively smaller franchises in terms of fan base over here, but they still brought it. Yeah, see, that's what makes me proud of being a part of this. And it's, and it's not anything we've done. It's the people. It's the fans. It's the fans here. Fans all across the world outside of the U.S. You see people here. This, they have claimed this as their own. And that is what I love being a part of. This is something special. And you're right. The fans make the game, period. There is a peer, full stop, as they say out here. <laughs> so they make it. And, and you see by their response and their passion, they drive this energy. And it's just so great to be a part of it. I couldn't, I wouldn't want to do this and be involved with the game like I am anywhere else. Yeah, it's the, they become 
more educated over the last de uh, decade fans have as far as it's uh, is concerned over here because I remember six years ago 2013 when we had the first time we had two games and it was the the Vikings and the Steelers and the Niners and the Jacks the Jacks first step into into London and you fast forward to now and during the game before the game after the game the knowledge that these British fans have and a lot of European fans come over for these as well and the, the knowledge is is there you know and it's thanks to you guys it's thanks to you know, the NFL podcast your podcast oh. my podcast yes. my show podcast of course yeah but it's that consumption that digital consumption isn't it? we're at an age where we can get what we want fast and straight away like this week we had the the trade news of Emmanuel Sanders mm -hmm. going to the 49ers yeah. You know, Gary and Conley going to the Texans, yeah. etc. Yeah. And it's all, it's instantly consumable for us. Yeah, I mean, it's a, the advantage here is that this is a sporting country. This country understands sports. It's a part of their fabric. Mm. So when you plug into that and you deliver a message, they can absorb it because they know sports. Yeah. And sports are universal when you get into the concepts. And I think that's what I enjoy about being involved, especially on the media side, is I like breaking down those concepts and making them familiar with other sports. You know, you, you, you can speak in a way where you can compare and contrast to another sport, and you get that. You understand culture. You understand the locker room, uh, 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 different training habits, and things of that nature all universal and I think that this country and the fan base here is ready to absorb any information you give them and you see that when you look at those crowds so we're gonna get a team man you know what if, get two. If, 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 if one of these banks finances me we can get a team <laughs> but in all honesty of, of course I would love that but when I look at it and just seeing the growth of the game and having the games here you know I want eight games here if we can get eight games here, it's, you know, it's basically having a home team. And then you fulfill the fan base's needs because people love teams across the NFL. So you get an opportunity to see more teams. And I think that will be so great. I mean, when there's something special when teams come here and play. This isn't a regular game. And what I mean by that is people just don't come to town and go. I mean, this is an event. You don't have events for regular season games it is comparable to a playoff game and i mean a deep playoff game right. borderline super bowl yeah. it's that kind of momentum in this country and i like that and it, ex it will not exist anywhere else so more games better yeah absolutely yeah I, i'm gonna wave that flag with you man as well that's a good flag to wave hey yeah it's the best absolutely um what was it like playing for the biggest sporting franchise in all the world? You know, we're talking bigger than Manchester United, bigger than Real Madrid, bigger than Barcelona. Two of my franchises. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which one. You're I, I'm talking about the star. I'm talking okay, about yeah. the star. I, I, I okay. You were. Do you feel the pressure when you step out there as a Dallas Cowboy? You know, you you did, but you didn't. I think the. The Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones is the biggest star yeah. there is. And I, Jerry Jones has done so much for the game because of how he's promoted it. So you see, it's like Jerry takes a lot of that pressure. But, you know, when I came in, I came in with Emmitt Smith, Darren Woodson. These guys had won all those Super Bowls. Yeah. So the pressure was more or less to emulate them because of their success. 
and the advantage of being around players that built that dynasty was you learn their habits quickly. So it wasn't, you had the pressure to win, yes, you always have that. But it was more or less for me, if I wanted to last in this league, I had to catch up to speed on how these guys conducted themselves. And that was, that was tough. And that's the reason I think I played as long as I did, because I learned habits from those guys. Yeah. And one of the greatest, well, the greatest in, in your position, Neon Dion. Oh, gosh. Man, listen, nothing like Deion Sanders. Nothing, nothing like Deion Sanders. He would come out to practice and talk to us and tell us things, and our coach would turn around and say, don't listen to anything he says because none of you can do it. And, and, and that is the truth. He would say things, and you're like, I want to try that, but I don't think it's going to work for me, Prime. But, you know, he did so much for the sport and the position the way he promoted what corners are and what they do without him you wouldn't see the guys not only making the money they're making but promoted and appreciated the way they are now that is Deion Sanders he was the one who vocalized that and made it truth the goat out of all positions as far as you're concerned or I mean, you know, TB12 I'm, I'm a defensive back I of mean course. of course I say Deion I mean it's it's that easy Quarterbacks, you know, it's our, you know, I can't, I can't really get in that conversation until someone retires, but Tom Brady is leading the way. What is it that makes him so unique and so special at the age of 42 that he's, he's still out? He's 7-0. and Okay, defense, and you're going you're gonna to stand on the, the side of the defense there and wave the, the Patriots defensive flag, and Bill Belichick is, he's balling, isn't he? He's balling. He's balling. Is it more coach or is it more quarterback on that team? I mean, it's both of them. But if we're, we're I think if we're talking about two different things, if we're talking about Brady and what makes him great is uh, Brady has found a way to motivate himself. That's the first way to be a great player. And he does that because of uh, he's an underdog and that really drives him and that passion. Uh, it, it, it never fails him. That's what each year he has. And you can see it by the way he focuses and he's serious about his craft. And at this time, at this age in his career, remember, he's seen everything. He's seen every coordinator. He's seen every adjustment. Imagine having all that knowledge and still having your faculties as far as your skill set. You'd be a dangerous weapon out there on the field, and he is, especially when it's a young man's game and a lot of people don't last that long. Yeah. Right when they get good and get the knowledge to be successful, they're out of the league. He's not. So he has such an advantage on his knowledge base and you see it week in and week out. He's, he can adjust to anything. He can change game plans from week to week. Most quarterbacks cannot do that. They, 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 good at get, they get good at something and they yeah. continue at that. Not him or their defense. I mean, they, they're the oldest defense in the league right now, the New England Patriots. Everybody wants to go, fat, wants to be fast, younger, keep it simple so they can play fast. Not that players don't know anything. It's not when they say simple. It's not that. It's just... Once you keep the defense simple, you start to see different looks that uh, towards the defense you do. You run one defense, you see how you're attacked at it. So you have an advantage. It's not that the players can't absorb it, but it makes you play faster. Uh, but they, they know so much ball yeah. that they're doing complex things at this point of the season that most teams aren't. Yeah, Stephen Gilmore, do you think right now, is he potential defensive player of the year? Oh, hard to say right now. I mean, I want to see how it shakes out, but he's the best corner right now. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> Listen, Bill Belichick doesn't pay for anything, right? <laughs> he don't even pay for dinner, I don't think. And you look at Stephon Gilmore, he paid top dollar for him. Yeah. O.C. always said when they paid for him, he was like, 
I know he's good, but he must be special. Really? And I was like, why you think that? OC's like, Belichick pays for nothing. I was like, and you're seeing it, and I got to give OC the credit on that one. He was right. We'll talk about defense before you go. This Niners defense is certainly stacked, and they talk about they being, you know, people, pundits talk about building from the trenches, and that's what John Lynch has done. Yeah over the, the past few years and now they are reaping the rewards there. Nick Bosa certainly looks like a stud doesn't he. Yeah. And that defense is almost as formidable. Oh yeah they're, they're amazing and, and you're right their strength is up front but they're playing well. Uh, Quan Alexander a linebacker. Yeah. The secondary is playing well. Both the corners the slot corner and the free safety playing well. Uh, but what I look at when I think of that team and how they're built is you just like you mentioned uh, with John Lynch. Remember, you know, he was an in-the-box safety. He was an enforcer. So he understands the line of scrimmage, the front seven, and he understands the back end because he did both. So when he thought about building this team, he realized what made them successful when he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, the front. You, you win and lose by your front, the strength of your front. And when you invest in a position like they did, and you get the results like they did, it makes your team better because, once again, your offensive line is practicing against this front. Sure. So they're ready for anything that happens to them. Yeah. And you want to be tough and you want to run the ball, go at those guys in practice. I believe Kyle Shanahan spoke about that early yeah. on. So you're, you're building the overall toughness of your team. So he had a game plan in mind, and you see it coming to fruition, and I really respect the way he's built this defense. Man, what great company he is. He certainly does light up the room. His presence, his energy just rubs off on you. Great company to be with. My thanks to Jason Bell and to everyone, and to you for listening to the Fifth Down UK podcast. That's it for the NFL London games. I'll be back soon with more NFL chat. Make sure you check out my American sports show on Love Sport Radio. You can listen to it on demand. That's lovesportradio.com. Or tune in every weekend morning at 7 a.m. As for the NFL London Games and the Fifth Down UK podcast, it's thank you and cheerio.